I'm going to try something new. All right, let's, let's I think I told you thing. we're going to pick at the end of each episode. We have these three questions. Who from this movie would have a podcast? Yeah. Who from this movie would have a TV spinoff? And then we have a wild card question. And I decided we'll pick it now yep. at the beginning of the episode. And we'll just how we'll pick right, it. I have how, them, I have them numbered. So you pick a number. And, I, and uh, all right. Between one and 30. Sorry. One, um, 27. Okay. 27. Character most likely uh-huh. to end up on Broadway. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So. I actually have some theories about that. Yeah. Um, later, later we're going to talk. This was a, this was a, one, this yes. was a wild one. Oh. Yeah. Did I say, did we say enough funny stuff that I can say it's the Seti Bimco show? The show where we talk about teenage oh, angst and humor <laughs> and on TV, the movies and in real life. And there were a lot of teenagers of a hippie type in this movie that we're going to talk about later. Beware the blob. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's were, what you're going to claim. Teenagers. <laughs> I don't think they were. <laughs> Again, they lived by themselves. They had roommates. <laughs> They had jobs, and there was no mention of That's school. That's right, they had just I, out of school there, 19. It's the Seti Bimco Show. Many podcasts make big promises, but this podcast promises not to make any promises. Wait, but is is it... All right, Tim, let's address the, <laughs> the, mission, uh, the statement. mission statement of Seti Bimco. Is it looking back on your teenage years or isn't it specifically the traumas of high school? You can look back on your teenage years like these hippie teenagers. Well, I think you need to address this. I feel like both as an occasional host and a fan that it's been it's been straying pretty far from the premise. There's no guests anymore. I know that that's because of (laughs) Natalie Kim. She she killed her guests for all time. But like, there's no guests talking about their stuff, and I don't think there's ever been a child well, in there. Were scouts movies. in this one? Yeah, which I will get to that. That was interesting. Well, before we talk about the movie, bit. didn't anything exciting happen to you or not? Yeah. Or is it, are you trying to avoid it? Uh, let's see what. Well, what did funny happen this week? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm home. So as we're recording this, I know mm-hmm. this is going to air in the new year. But this is shortly before uh, the birthday of yeah. our Lord and Savior, Jesu Cristo. Um, I'm currently uh, manning my house alone. My my partner has uh, gone down to Florida to be with her family, and I'm ha- I'm hosting a miniature family reunion in my house wow. tomorrow, all by myself. Yeah, I got my cousin come and her children Fancy. coming in from France. I got my yeah, I got my cousin and her girlfriend coming in from well. The other side of Brooklyn, not even that far away. And I got my mom and brother wow. coming in. We're going we're gonna to eat bagels, uh, and we're going to the French uh, drink mimosas. The French uh, she, 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 uh, Let me tell you something. <laughs> she is a, she, I don't think she has any French blood. <laughs> I think she's just moved to France. They like mimes. Because she's just, yeah. Oh, they like mimes. They, French like mimes. They like you baguettes. Know, put posters and mimes on the wall. I say sorry. They I like comics. I'm just not going to talk to them the whole time they're here. I'm just going to pretend to be trapped in a box and see if they know how to get me out. They have to find the invisible key. Uh, good joke. Yeah, that's my life. I'm just... Mimes. Just, 
You're the one who wrote mimes. You fucking <laughs> hack. I'm yelling at myself. <laughs> oh. Is that what Seti Bimko is going to turn into eventually? It's just going to be you, like, just castigating <laughs> yes. yourself? Tim, oh, this morning when you were buying milk, the woman said, what's up? He said, I don't know, the sky? <laughs> that was a bad joke. I could have done better. That's a good idea. <laughs> and speaking of bagels. Uh, yes. I sent yes. you a story. I don't know if it's worth mentioning. You probably didn't. Let's mention it. That a bear in North Carolina stole some lady's bagels off her back porch. Oh, wait. I didn't see oh. that story. And the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, those bagels are terrible. Have you ever had a bagel I, anywhere yeah, besides I mean, Brooklyn or New York? Man, for a long time when I would, in my travels around the country and, yay, even the world, I would do that just for the sake uh-huh. of it. But they yeah. always suck. Terrible. It's like pizza. Sometimes you could get good pizza outside of New York. Like I'm not uh-huh. such an uh, elitist. In fact, some of my favorite pizza is in other mm-hmm. places. But the bagel situation, man, I feel like even going to Jersey, you're kind of risking it. Yeah, yeah. And Jersey City's got good bagels. And going to bring those bagels back anyway. Anyway, <laughs> there's my joke. <laughs> He's going to bring those bagels back, Jim. <laughs> Oh, Tim, this joke. Because he found out they were bad and they were uh, raisin, raisin cinnamon. We're going to talk about this movie, about teenagers in the early 70s who are hippies. Oh, man, they're not teenagers. This is Larry Hagman's Beware of the Blob. Larry Hagman. He directed it. um, Yeah, of Dallas fame. And he had a small role. Yeah, he was a, a hobo. And he was, he looked good. <laughs> he just had to be a, ne- a hobo. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, no, no, because it was Larry Hagman. Every time I'd ever seen him, it was, I, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Dallas, but like I've seen You never watched him I Dream Dallas. of Genie? Oh, was he, was he one of the Darrens? No, no, I Dream of Genie. It was a genie, not a witch. And he was look, look, general, look, he was astronaut uh, something. Like Dexter. You've never seen I don't it. know, I no, I can't believe you never I saw one not. episode. I may have. So my whole policy towards live action television growing up as a kid, because that probably was played mm-hmm. after cartoons. I would watch the cartoon openings to these shows. Ah, uh, okay. The only ones I would really watch were the monsters in the Adams family. Cause like, you know, they're kind of cartoons anyway. Yes. But like, I would watch the opening of Batman. I would watch uh, the opening of bewitched. Jeez. The cartoon was exciting to me, but like once they, they came on, I'm like, Oh, huh. where's the cartoons? All I wanted to watch was cartoons. I did that with a show. Um, what show did I watch? The oh, beginning but, of? oh the, the news. I would watch the news, watch it open. And I'd be like, okay, now it's boring. <laughs> like the theme right. songs. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't mention my campaign. Deed, of deed, terror deed, deed, week, deed, so. deed, deed. Love the theme songs. Anyway. So Larry Hagman was J.R. Ewing mm-hmm. on Dallas. And I only saw him wearing a big stupid hat and like a like a bolo tie. Like he looked dumb. He looks stupid. First, but in this, he looks like a normal human. He's got a beard. I'm like, Larry Hagman's a hunky dude. His son was in it too. He oh, was, who was the he? main Boy Scout. We'll get to that. I saw him in the credits and I looked him up. The one with the lighter? Yes. <laughs> nice. So I'll give a quick synopsis. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of a sequel to the original Blob, where they brought the Blob to the Antarctic, didn't tell anybody about it, didn't put a warning sign on it. And in this movie, I have a question. Can I interrupt really quickly? Okay. Did that actually happen at the end of the original Blob? They bring it to the Antarctic. Yep, with the helicopter. It's the last scene. Really? You never saw okay. that show either. Right. 
I saw it as a kid. It scared the fuck out of me. The part when the hobo crawls up his arm. I mean, it crawls wow. up the hobo's arm. Yeah, yeah. I was very scared of it as a kid. Wow. And so the the Bob always held a spot of real terror for me. Like, hmm. he seemed scarier than other monster movies. Our, our character, Chester, brings back a canister of this blob <laughs> stuff back home, not knowing what it is, not telling anybody. And his wife puts get, it in his freezer. Yeah. His wife gets it out, defrosts, and basically terrorizes a California town full of hippies. And as we'll get to it, I think everybody in that town was stoned. I would believe that. Every person. Uh, he goes on a killing spree until they find a way to freeze it again. Spoilers. That's pretty much all there is to the plot. There's no, uh, no character arc for any character. Um, hmm. No, there's no character yeah, you're arc. Probably, you're probably right. <laughs> there is no character arc. It's, a lot of the scenes are, are barely even connected. It's just like kind of... So... It's, this movie, though, makes some good choices, I feel, like weird choices. Yeah. The opening, it's also known as the Son of the Blob mm-hmm. in some markets, by the way. But the version that Tim and I watched definitely was Boyer of the Blob. It's written, like you see the type written in melted Twizzlers. <laughs> yes. And then, I'm not even exaggerating, like throughout the entire opening credits, which must be, I'd say between three to five minutes, it's just a kitten. Yes, with happy, happy music. A, happy music playing with like like a really young kitten like when kittens kind of so stupid they don't really know how yes. to walk right and they just meow a lot but just in the field the music would have a crescendo of people screaming am I right <sighs> yes it did people were screaming okay. in certain parts then we go back to happy you don't remember that <laughs> did you pass no. forward through the credits I'll be, you know, in the past, <laughs> listeners, I have uh, I have taken copious notes. I got not too far into this one until I'm like, this is not a movie to take notes to. Oh, I took them. Did you? So what? what it was so. <laughs> I have a lot of notes about the opening, and then after that, it's kind of like, okay. what? Right about the time the naked wrestler guy's running around <laughs> the town, I'm like, I think I'm going to stop writing and just enjoy this ride. <laughs> Tim, so, Tim did warn so, me. He's like, you should be high when you watch this. Unfortunately, I was not high. So I don't know if I got it. Well, first it starts with Chester trying out his his camping gear in his house. And this looks like a student film. All the yeah, scenes. What the f- Wait, you interpreted as he was trying it out? Yeah. I interpreted that Chester just does that. No, his wife said, you get back from, from the Antarctic and you're going to go camping first thing. He goes, that's not the first thing I do. <laughs> You don't remember that? <laughs> I remember that because Chester and his wife definitely fuck, which good for them. <laughs> I took it that he wasn't going to go camping. I took it as that fucking Chester just is a weirdo <laughs> who just sits in his living room in a tent. Well, because he is fully everyone in this. He movie didn't try this out. It's high. <laughs> They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't build his tent outside. He has <laughs> he's not an apartment building. He has full yard around him. Yes. A pretty wooded area, it seems. He sets up a full campsite mm-hmm. in his living room and then is drinking comically huge beers. Well, wait, wait, you're missing. His wife goes away and he like looks around all sneaky, opens up his cooler. He's got a bunch of beer and he starts pouring yeah. it all in one giant <laughs> container. What way is that to drink beer? <laughs> it was like us at Oktoberfest. Yes. But his wife was- comes back and she's like, oh, you and your beer. And he's like, she it, calls him. It didn't really I, here's matter. a note. She calls him a total dingaling. Yes. She goes, Chester, <laughs> you're a total dingaling. <laughs> and he's just drinking and all the beer out of one giant glass. Chester, like Chester's great. I actually really liked Chester. I do like him too. I, 
Yeah, he had a funny hat. A lot of characters have funny hats in this. Uh, he and his wife have a loving relationship. Um, they definitely have a lot of sex. And he's worried about, I don't know if you notice this, he's like, damn TV reception won't come in. They showed he's watching. He's watching the original Blob. You can see uh, it yeah. clear as day. <laughs> no reception which, problem because he's very high. Everybody in this town uh. is just very high. Now, is it possible that Chester, given the fact that we see him consume easily two six packs in the first five minutes? Yes. Is maybe he not high, but in fact, cripplingly drunk? <laughs> it could be. So as if we don't have so, to say Chester is like the third victim. He sits in the blob because the, the well, blob four, ate a fly and the kitten. Sorry, the kitten, the happy kitten, the, the blob ate. It's so well. And, and his wife and his wife. That's right. That's right. And actually, so I have actually, it's been years, not since it was out, but I saw the original, I'm not the original. I saw the Blob remake in the 80s where it like shot like tendrils of slime off. Oh, I never saw that one. I got to watch that one. It's, uh, I remember it being pretty fun. I don't know if it's good. Um, (laughs) Although actually I was too lazy to get up after YouTube and an auto documentary played. So I kind of was hearing a documentary about the making of that after watching this. I'm like, I'm going to watch a movie again. The making of the third one? uh the remake yeah the 80s version with matt dillon but they this blob does that a little bit too like they do it with reverse footage like the kitten kitten. like obviously hits the blob which is just like sticky jelly and like they play it reverse it looks like it grabs his paw but they kill the kitten which i was like i don't like this movie not in real life no they did what do you mean so you didn't watch the documentary no you said documentary of the 80s one I know. Can't fool me. You can't fool me. No, that. Gonna, but you know what, Tim? Gonna bring me down. Tim, this, kittens, man, killing kittens. This movie. This movie is from 1972. You know what? <laughs> that cat's probably dead already. <laughs> no, that cat can't yeah. be dead. <laughs> that cat's definitely dead. Tim, probably most of the actors in this movie are dead. Larry Hagman, <laughs> I, pretty sure he's dead. Yes, he is. Burgess Meredith is in this movie. We'll that to... guy's dead. So, did you catch that Del Close is in this? Yes. Yes. Now, before we go any further, I have to mention this part. You know, Del Close, for those of you who don't know, is most famous as the man who invented the Chicago style of improv. He basically trained the people who made UCB. And, like, the improv craze that sweeps our nation has its roots in Del Close. And mm-hmm. he's in this movie, and this movie is all fucking improv. It, you know? And I'm like... It is. Did you read it? Because he, no, I didn't. The scriptwriter said, "Yeah, so at some point they started ignoring my script and doing their own thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's clear. So I was pretty excited. I'm like, "Wow, this is like where Del Close got his improv from, or something." I don't know. He has an eye patch. He also looks good. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, his wife gets so Chester's wife gets eaten. De- and, Debbie uh, is that her name? She comes by. Debbie and Bobby are the girlfriend boyfriend here. We got introduced. Oh yeah, the the um the young listeners. teenagers. Listeners, these are the t- these are the quote unquote teenagers. No, they they never go to school. This is one night. They live at home. Their best friend is Chester, <laughs> who is a man who is an Arctic driller with his own business. <laughs> He's eccentric. Certainly, he puts up camping equipment in his living room. But he and his wife definitely, I would say, they're at least in their thirties. I got to tell you something about Chester. Yeah, what's his real name? Um... He was an up-and-coming comedian along with Nipsey Russell and Bill Cosby. Really? Yes. He looked familiar. Did something terrible happen to him? This movie? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Besides the way of the kitten? <laughs> His portrayal of stoned camper in living room. 
It didn't win him any awards. Well, yeah, so this, this girl comes. Hides beer. Oh, my God. His name is Chester Hargis in the movie. That's great. Yes. The girl comes to um, visit Chester. We don't know why, but the, she finds him. Let's say woman because she's definitely not a she teenager. This teenage girl comes and finds Chester no. being eaten definitely in like his chair 40. by jelly. Oh, he's just covered. <laughs> he, it looks like they took strawberry jam and covered him head to toe, and he's just in the chair. He has very nice teeth because yes. they zoom very tight close-ups of this movie. Because you don't want to see Some the, the cl- jelly. Yeah, and long. he's going, ah, and she screams and she runs out and she goes on a crazy driving bender across town, which would seem to be weird, but it actually plays an important part. Well, this is the first encounter with, his name is. Damn it. Well, there's the <laughs> the, the rink owner. Oh, Edward. Edward Fuzzle or something. Fuzzy. This is the first encounter uh, because Edward, yeah, Edward is drunk or stoned because he's always transporting large quantities of beer of beer to his house or somewhere. And this is the first yeah, encounter right. where she knocks over his beer because she's driving fast. Although the what? film is speeded up. What? Yeah. What? Why? Cause <laughs> he's like the straight lace guy. Why is he bringing so much, so much beer? It was the seventies. I know what we forgot. Speaking of the seventies, um, on her way to the house before she sees Chester Hargis being eaten by the blob. Um, we hear before we see him the unmistakably irritating tones of Dick Van Patten oh. playing a a high no a Boy Scout Me. troop leader yes. who should definitely not be near children. <laughs> he speaks weirdly. He's upsetting. He's upset with that. He's Betty. like, listen, children. And they all say, say Sorry. What why? Why he's upset with her? Obsessed with Miss Clark. Oh, obsessed. Like, yeah, he's like Good morning, Miss Clark. Good morning, Miss Clark. And he and he he does this weird sing song thing with all the kids yes. where he makes them repeat after him, and mm-hmm. he's terrible. He's terrible. And I feel like, is there something with what? <laughs> is, is there something with Dick Van Patten? Real? Is he like a bad person? Is Not he like the guy of. from Eden? No, no. They ain't enough guy. That guy was a molester. It's like <laughs> no, Dick Van Patten. Else, we got enough. Re- no, um, real ones. We don't have to. <laughs> Not Aiden. Aiden is enough. Was Dick Van Patten? Yes. Which is the one? No, Aiden is enough. Is the one... show he was in. Which is the one, the guy from Star Trek the movie was in, and that guy's a molester. Star Trek. Oh, uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. I heard oh, he was see? accused. I remember yes. the numbers. What was that? Seven, right. 17 and counting, that show. That guy's a molester. Tim, what? do you realize what these all have in common? They all have numbers in the title. Yeah. Seventh Heaven, 17 and counting, but eight is eight, enough. Eight enough is okay. Freeze Company. Right. Everybody knows that the first... <laughs> What Susan Summers? She killed that guy. Who? What guy? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, who else? Um, what other shows have numbers in it? Uh, numbers, numbers. Um, Sesame Street. Sesame no. Street. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there was that one guy in Sesame Street. Um, what was it? David. The Count. He was in some of the first ones. No, not the Count. He was a real person, not a Muppet. <laughs> David got involved in something. Oh, no, maybe, come on. You're bringing know. this show down. Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> not... there's, there's enough strange people in this movie. Yeah. So, the, right. truck, so the, the scout, they uh, run up a hill that they've never made it to the top of before. That's important. Yep. Because yep. once the camera shows the hill, it's like that hill, that tiny hill. Yeah. In, well, like in California. he definitely has a problem. Dick Van Patten, like, I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I don't know what's wrong with the real Dick Van Patten, but like this character. Right. There's something wrong with this guy. So Betty, Betty's having a surprise party for her boyfriend, Bobby. Is it Bobby? 
I didn't write down their names. Uh, I, just, I just I have the notes here. I just don't want to move it. His name is yeah, he's got Bobby. Yes, and Lisa. Bobby, Bobby and Lisa. Sorry. Bobby and Lisa. Bobby's having and a surprise have, birthday party with all his hippie teenage friends. Yeah, there's the guy who dresses up as a gorilla so, for some reason. He's a he's a. Uh, I looked up all these people. <laughs> we'll tell you. He, I think he's a Christian rock singer now. Oh, that sucks. One of them, the bearded guy, he's the voice of Brainy Smurf. Wait, really? Yes. The, the... That guy was the worst, too. <laughs> um, Shirley Feeney from Laverne and Shirley is there. She's in it. And her boyfriend. Uh, which, the guy that you were trying to remember, the guy whose beer keeps running over, I remember his name was Fazio, because I was wondering Fazio. if there was a connection. Edward Fazio. Yep. I was like, is this like a Laverne and Shirley reference? Because they got Shirley. And she, her boyfriend is, I'm pretty sure, our, our old studio mate, Jason Little, the cartoonist. <laughs> Look him up. You'll get know what this guy looks like. <laughs> Who can't? He's a real musician, too. After playing like really? that, yes. Oh, I hate him. And one of them, I think, not Jason, love this guy. Him, he think he's a he the the blonde teenager. He's now a a big innovator in the Christian rock scene. God, that's the guy who dressed up as the gorilla. No, the blonde, a blonde, the blonde teenager. I thought that guy was blonde. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that was him. Yeah, listeners, there is one a teenager at the party scene. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who dresses up as a gorilla, and he's doing hooting and hollering noises. And it's a fairly good costume. Because this movie's so out there, I actually thought like, oh, there's a gorilla at this party. <laughs> like I wasn't – in real life, I wouldn't be fooled. But if, for this movie, I'm like, yeah, this is the sort of movie where there would be just a gorilla. But he takes his mask off later. I'm like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Yep. He's dressed up as a gorilla. Yeah. That guy dies good. <laughs> I forget. Right, oh, yeah, so, that's right. He's an idiot. But uh, Yeah, he sucks. He's the worst of them all. Lisa drags, Lisa drags Bobby to the house to show him where people died and – they run into the Edward with his beer again and uh, run over his beer again. And the cops are very high because there's like, calm down. It's just the car speeding. Tried running over. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and Edward's like, come on, kill these people. Yeah, Edward, Edward's definitely like, you have to shoot them. <laughs> so they go to the house and there's a lot of tension, but they never discover the bodies. No, there's, there's a, no bodies. We don't. Yeah, because the blob, of course, has mm-hmm. completely dissolved them. And also, it doesn't even leave slime trails. Like, nope. this thing is neat. And they're in the house, and the the that's when the cops show up. Right. It's suddenly nighttime, and by the, the way. Cops... They got there in daytime. They look around <laughs> well, for 10 minutes. they were looking for a long time. <laughs> they, I think... And there is such a long scene where the cop, you don't see him. It's just him talking off camera like, <laughs> step out of the house. That's right. Somebody died. Where's the body? I'm like, are, did they not hire an actor? <laughs> And then after this goes on for, I'm not even kidding, like maybe three minutes, they step out of the house and walk all the way over and they pan over and the guy was there the whole time. I'm like, why the hell did you choose? It's a continuous shot. It's a continuous (laughs) shot where he's just off camera for like ever. Did we mention that Um, Edward is played by Richard Stahl? He's a famous actor who's like, he's appeared in a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of like pretty famous people in this. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, he's like he's always been a character actor. Never made it super big. But Richard Stahl. Huh. That's the guy who played Edward Fazio, the guy whose beer keeps getting run yep. over. You wouldn't know it, but maybe like <laughs> one of our three main characters. Yes. As it turns out. <laughs> but you don't really at first you would never guess. I do I do uh, have a note here that we go we go to see the Scout Band. Scout Band. The the band of scouts. 
for oh i think into this note i think of the same one for some stupid joke about they have to borrow toilet paper from some farmers is that what you're oh that was no i was that that was weird Those farmers are laughing like ah, gotta borrow our toilet paper eh and they're like bring back when you're done it's like oh you want you want shitty kid covered no the part i was talking about which i have a note here because this is why i think He's, As evidence for my Dick Van Patten is a bad person theory I'm I'm putting forth on this, mm-hmm. Dick Van Patten picks a mustard flower, gives it to the girl he's obsessed with. Oh. And then he, when he's telling the kids about it, he's like, you know, mustard, like the mustard you put on your little hot dogs. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> Tim, I swear to you, I wrote it down. He goes, your little hot dogs. I paused the movie, wrote it down. Like this fucking pervert. <laughs> Eight is enough fucker. Oh, my God. He was just ad-libbing it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so This wasn't the scriptwriter's fault. This is what happened. You let Dick Van Patten around a bunch of kids. <laughs> you let him free reign. This is what happens. Why do you think later he gets killed unceremoniously off camera? <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Yep. Because for, for my because. Yeah. Because <laughs> or does Dick he? Van Patten had – they had to – oh, well, no, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> That's what I guess. That's why line. the farmers are laughing when he borrowed the toilet paper. He's like, "I'm not using this for, for my butt." No, he uses it to make a fire. <laughs> the so kids do. What the follows do. next? Like, I feel like we need to. I don't remember the exact order, but we're treated oh. to a lot of vignettes around town oh. as the blob kills different characters. Oh, yes. One more thing about scouts. Uh, you're a little bit younger than me, but they all had clankers or clackers. Do you even know what those things are? Those. They were oh my God. clacking balls I, together that were on a string, and he kept taking not them Not only away. them, Larry Hagman had it later, too. Oh, I'm like, what is I'll this? explain that. Okay, I don't... He was not just a hobo. I know... Oh. Hobo murderer. <laughs> Wait, what? But they made them illegal because kids would start smacking them really hard, and they're made of, like, a glass-like material, and they would shatter and, you know, <laughs> kill people. <laughs> That's true. It's um, illegal. Along with that, that watery head thing. What was that called? From Hasbro, you put you you attach your hose to it, and it makes the head fly around, makes the hose fly around. I guess I hit some kids in the head. I'm like, oh, nice kids always get. You hit never in saw head. an ad for that? I guess that I re- I I had a toy growing up that was a clown, and you would put the hose into it, and it would it had a clown hat. Yeah, and it would shoot water through the top of its head, and the hat would fly in the air. Oh, was it made of metal? Did it kill people? No, it's plastic. All right. All right. But we did have lawn darts. My grandfather had lawn darts. I have to say, did the, did the clown hat have a lawn dart glued to it? <laughs> no, the lawn, darts were, the lawn darts were removable and easily chokeable on. Yes. That's why they're banned. So, Tim, <laughs> the clackers, which we see repeatedly, like there's a whole shtick where noted pervert Dick Van Patten keeps removing them from the kids. Mm-hmm. Then later when we see Larry Hagman, who is part of the Triumvirate of Hobos with fucking Burgess Meredith and Del Close, he has – is that because he killed – Well, let's not, the sh- let's not get ahead to our the ending. I don't know what the order of these scenes are. No, I mean who has a TV show, you know. Oh, oh spoilers. <laughs> no, he took Ben Patton, took those little clackers away and said, I got to put mustard on these little balls. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, and Tim. Yes, and <laughs> terrible joke. Okay, so uh, the vignettes, the, hippi- oh, the hippies. Oh, and did you ca- wait? Wait before we get to that. The people giving the toilet paper say, "Watch out for wolverines." 
Yes, I heard that. I'm like writing that down too. <laughs> uh, I right. thought it was hilarious. They needed toilet paper. Yep. <laughs> does the scout leader shit in the woods? Yes. That's yes, the funniest does. thing they'd seen since. Uh, I don't know. Henry got his hands stuck the in the the, the the vending machine down at the public restroom. Yeah, as <laughs> I can come up with off the top of my I wanna, head. All right. I want to hear the recriminations later. Tim, you could have come up with something better. <laughs> come on. Why Why was his name Henry? Stick into the character. All right. <clears throat> so the hippies, they, they sing in the, uh, in the uh, uh, drainage pipe for some reason. Oh, because they're smoking pot. Yep. But this whole town yeah, the, is high, uh, it, so I don't know why they're hiding. It's fumes for the rest of the town. The rest, this is built on a dump. And the police somehow know they're down there. I don't know how the police... Uh, they were going to go smoke pot there, I think. The poli- and the police are, Actually, are like... Yeah. Isn't it that they hear the music? Don't they actually explain oh, that part, believe it or not? George, you're stepping on my jokes. Oh, no. All right. Wait, take <laughs> it out. Start again. <laughs> Never mind. I want to hear your joke. So it's going to be good. No, all I, no, I said it. I said the cops are going down there to get high also. That's all. That's oh, okay. all. That, oh, that's it's a, not a, it's I, not a big I joke. I think that's probably true. I think that's probably true. So they, they give him a hard time, man. And the, the blob <laughs> comes down behind the police and uh, doesn't touch him. But and they're going... Him. Yeah, and they're going, look out, man, behind you. There's something, man. <laughs> I'm tripping, man. Yeah, and he's like, you think I'm stupid? I'm not going to turn around. Oh, and then he dies. Yep. And now after this, George. Yep. Do you know who Shelley Berman is? Mm, he He's yeah. the barber in this movie. And he's famous because he won the first co- Grammy for comedy album. He's like an old guy. Oh, my God. He was in Teen Witch. And Teen Witch? He... Yep, and he he play he's been on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's he's he was alive for a long time. Wow! So he was a comedian. <laughs> and is this not the barber scene? Can we talk about the barber scene? Yeah, let's do it. Because he's sitting in there looking like well, he's he's high. Everybody's high. He's just sitting there looking around the barber shop like bored. And a hippie shows up in the window who's like peeking in the window with a, a wig. Did that look like a bad wig? I was going to ask you, because the only reason I think it's not a wig is because it does get wet. And True. I'm like, that looks pretty good wet. It looked terrible on his head. But when he was wet, I'm like, yeah, maybe. But he's peeking in the barbershop. Because he's It's a total improv sketch that goes nowhere. He's like, I want to get my oh. hair cut. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, you do? Well, it's going to cost $400. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. $200. Let's check the, the money in my pockets. There's money in this pocket, man. He just takes it. I don't know how much it was. It was. He gets to two of his pockets, and and the funny famous guy is like, "Nah, man, you don't need to check all your pockets." It's like, yeah, he does. That might be all he has. If you really want four hundred dollars, it was a weird. I, I they, they must have made that up on the spot. Yeah, it was definitely like a weird bit. Like, and you're right. The problem with this is the improv. It's the problem with all improv, really. Like, improv is hard to pull off. It and is. sometimes, like, I have seen some awesome improv that is hilarious. And my girlfriend, I will quote it still to this day mm-hmm. from a one-off appearance from years ago. But then there's a lot of improv that's just like this garbage where it's yeah. just like it doesn't quite get off the ground. Like you and me talking. Yeah, like like this entire <laughs> episode. Well, so, I mean, the blob the blob gets in the sink, and then they wash the guy's hair, and then the blob eats his face and eats the. They, they don't the show barber. that. That wasn't even his arm. Nope. When the blob's on his arm, I'm like, oh, they had to reshoot this because it can't see his face, <laughs> can't see the sink. That's a good. You're, yeah, 
That was like they had they that improv scene of the haircut thing. Probably like Hagman's like in the editing booth. He's like, "How on earth did this go on for three hours? Just fuck it, fuck it. The blob eats the guy's head." It was a long sketch. People, the hippie was like, "Yeah, I want to get my hair washed." And uh, ah, so the weird. barber was like, All right. oh, "I'm a sculptor. Some sculpt yep. in." Um, he kept mentioning Michelangelo. Yeah, some marble. I sculpt in hair. Yeah, Epic. he was very aggro. I didn't like him. <laughs> if I was that hippie, I'd be like, "Fuck you! I'm going to go across the street." Well, he, they were still like they were all high. They were all high. Yeah, so that was like a $400 treatment. That's what you call one of those interesting kills. Blob comes up from the sewer. They're trying yep. to make it fun. The Blob does a lot of that, too, because then there's a scene which starts very abruptly where there's a big, large, naked man with no hair whatsoever. And dog. In his tub with his little, tiny Yorkshire Terrier. they're very high. Because they're very high. <laughs> He's wearing a... And oh, sorry. I'm interrupting a fez. You. He's wearing, wearing a, fez, a fez, of course. And the Blob yeah. is... It's it's not coming through the drain actually. It's coming under the bathroom yeah, door, isn't it? It gets around town. He throws fast. a slipper at it. He's yelling at it in like Turkish. Throws a slipper at it. I guess his dog gets eaten. But the next thing we know is just like <laughs> like a two minute cut of this man running naked through town, <laughs> just waving his hands above his head, yes. and like a cop following. Him. And the cop is also super high. <laughs> the cop's like woo, like. It's... And this guy's a famous wrestler, apparently. Tiger Joe Marsh. That's it. I looked him up. Famous yeah. wrestler. Um, yeah. So they take him downtown naked, and they don't even yep. give, give him a blanket. They just stare at him. The, yep. Like the, the sheriff yep. checks him out up and down and smiles. It was because uh, he lifts was... some stuff up and looks under it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I see why they call you Tiger. Which is fine. I'm just saying he, that this is he goes in the back. He's like, <laughs> I see why they call you Marsh. Yeah. Oh, oh! Um, so, so Bobby and Lisa. Lisa's upset the whole night. Please take me home. So Bobby yep. takes her home, and suddenly she's been upset the whole night. And once they're alone, she's like, "Oh, Bobby!" And she's kissing him, and she's forgotten that her friends seem to have been murdered or eaten. I don't know if you noticed her change of character. Was this before, or after they go home, and there's the biggest surprise party of all time happening? Oh, it's after because she wanted to leave the surprise party. Remember? Yeah, she because everyone she freaks out like everyone's laughing. People were at grabbing her. her. Like, it's like you. Yeah, got, they were like gra- you guys have twenty friends. The fucking brainy Smurf gets in her face, <laughs> and they're they're literally throwing her boyfriend around. It's On like a this cra- it, Yeah, with the biggest water bed. These are teenagers. This is crazy shenanigans. Teenagers, no, not teenagers. <laughs> Only teenagers no, would have a water bed, right? No, no. <laughs> Tim, there. This is the this movie. They act. It had children in it, and it had adults. There's not a single teenager in this what? movie. There's not even a mention of a high school. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was a high school. <laughs> it was <laughs> that bowling alley. It was a South high Central Valley High. This was California. Oh, you're a liar! All right, so we got dead barber. We got not dead Russian guy, but probably dead Yorkshire Terrier. Yes. Um. What else? So, yeah, at that point, dead hippies. They, they, they call. They're at the police station with the naked guy, and um, they seem to get a lot of calls. And they're like, "Geez, it's happening night. This is going on. This guy's running around naked. There's hippies getting their hair cut." And somebody calls from the bowling alley. I think he. I wrote this down. He's like, and "There's a big tournament at the bowling alley. That explains everything." And I was like, "What? Well, what does that because- explain?" Because they realize at this point 
something's happening. Yeah. They need to speak to the mayor, and apparently the mayor, the who so far as I know was actually never introduced as a character, <laughs> unless Fazio is the mayor, he's at the bowling alley. Oh, they run over Fazio's beer again, because he won't, yeah. I think. We've got we to keep Fazio in the plot. So Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, this guy who just seems to be like a one-note joke, and like I said, ends up becoming like the third protagonist. I think the kids, well, some stuff happens here, the because the kids go for a drive, the the gas station is empty, so he steals whatever. But the blob yep. is on the highway, and they wreck into it. Is that what happens? No, no. The blob is on. They're 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 making out. Oh, they're doing kisses, and they have a discussion about like I don't know about stealing gas. Actually, we're mixing up two events. Bobby and Lisa. First, yes. Bobby and Lisa hey. are making out, and the blob is on top of their car. And it's actually kind of like an, maybe a good scene. Yes, it's the only okay scene because they accidentally turn they, on the AC and figure out it doesn't like cold. No, they don't figure it out yet, yet, but they do later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then, of course, there is the scene, because uh, they're very high. There is the scene where we meet the three hobos in, who are hiding in a chicken farm. Yes. Played by Burgess Meredith. Um, Larry Hagman. Uh, Larry Hagman and Del Close. Yes. And they all get killed by the blob, which is sure. just a... They just all uh, walk into red... it. Like, what's this thing? Yeah. Walk into and it. And Burgess Meredith, like, <laughs> literally makes a dumb face and sticks his tongue out when he dies. He does. And he fights it. He throws wine on it. <laughs> I, I liked this movie. Like, when Burgess Meredith is, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? What's he doing in this movie? Then oh, he does that. I'm like, yes. You want to know? I read about it. He was Larry Hagman's well, neighbor. He's and neighbor, Larry's yeah. like, you want to be in my movie? that's what happened what Hagman would say is like do you want to be blobbed that's what oh, he would say to right. people which I would assume would be something akin to being teabagged yes. but they just know we're like yeah like blob me away you Hagman that's why I was, yeah <laughs> but they all would talk about hating hippies if you noticed yep and Larry oh, Hagman a played of- a hobo and as he walked towards the blob he had those clackers that were taken from the scouts because he killed the scout leader mm-hmm. maybe did he? Is that what we think happened? Well, I'm not in my story. Let's not get to that oh, yet. Oh, stop. That, I think your story is the real story. Um, so the kids realize the blob's going to the, the bowling alley, I guess we can we can say. Right? Yeah, why? Why? I don't know. I think it's like, it's right down the road. we got to warn everybody. It's not a good, you know, not... Uh, yeah, I guess they, they're warning everybody, and it just... Maybe it's because it's so many people are there for the tournament, the blob's going to go there to eat. Yeah. But... Because there's, there's, yeah, there's, so it's it's a, a, yeah, there's some weird stuff happening in the bowling alley. There's, there's like, some improv uh, there's about par- shoe sizes. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, weird improv skit about a guy who's like, I need an eight and a I half, and, and, and half. he's like, We have eights and nines. <laughs> eight's too big. Small. Uh, there's like a weird guy who's kind of dressed like Doctor Strangelove or in something a in a wheelchair, yeah. and he tries fighting the blob later with a cross, which made me <laughs> laugh out loud. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, I think he's the guy who just gets thrown. Like, he, they just run at it and just stop it, and he flies into the yeah, His friend makes him eat dirt, and he just throws him out of the wheelchair. <laughs> um, but, yes, the blob does come to the bowling alley where everybody is. And it's big now. Like, the blob we should have mentioned, it started off, it was so small, it was held in, like, it was, like, maybe, like, the size of, like, a Coke bottle. Yeah. And they, as each time it eats something, it gets bigger and bigger. Like, it's big enough to cover Chester in the beginning, and by this point, it fills the bowling alley, and it is like, it's just scenes of carnage uh, of people just laying on the floor, and like a big roll of jelly just falls. There's on the them. people who are fixing the pins. Oh yeah, that's the first one get because it comes through the back, and uh, then it rolls down the bowling alley. I don't know if that was a model. Yeah, I was kind of wondering because they couldn't afford to do that full size. Like the blob comes oh, out yeah, of the uh, 
the place where the pins are. What do you call that? Yeah, but at the same time, could they afford it to do models? That would have been an easy model, I think, if I got the lighting right. That's just a little bowling alley. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, a lot of people die here. Yes. Like There's like a thousand people at this bowling alley. They kept running out the door. <laughs> Three shots of people just running out the door for yeah, half an hour. Like, it goes on for a long time, and there are literally... There's, I mean, I would say they do say at one point hundreds of people got killed there. Yes. I'm like, we definitely see dozens die. Yes. Like it's it's a it's a it's a catastrophe. And of course, we find out Edward Fuzo, he's the manager, and the two Fazio, Fazio, and the two kids who the guy whose beer keeps getting run over, and the two kids who keep running over his beer burst into his office and say, "We got to get out of here. Something's going on." And he's like, "Do." Like, you rotten kids, you, you stinking kids. hippies, keep smashing my beer. They're like, no, it's a blob. And he's like, I don't believe you. Then they hear the screaming. And then he believes. In fact, he had a beer in his hand and he spilled it. Like, they burst into the door. Did he really? Yeah. He missed it. So I used to, I delivered paper to a man who was the manager at the bowling alley when I was a kid. And to bring this back to more teenagers. Of, uh, so to give it a one tenuous <laughs> class. Were you, wait, Tim. When you delivered the paper, were you actually in high school? Junior high. Yeah, even that. There's nothing <laughs> high school. That's junior high. There is That's no high school, high school connection. No, no high school connection at all with this movie, <laughs> even in your life. Well, he, I don't mean to be mean. It's, people have, yeah, you get older, you don't want to be mean. But he taught me. I was like, hmm, I got to go to school and work hard. Because he lived, he lived <laughs> in an apartment in our small town. Like a small town where houses cost nothing. Hmm. Was it okay? And another was guy, it ad- another guy delivered. What, wait, what? Was it adjacent to the bowling alley? Because if I was a kid, <laughs> no. I bet the guy who lived in the bowling alley, I'd be like, "That guy is fucking cool." <laughs> nope, nope, nope. No, no. These are people. Some people are like let you into their house. And one guy, oh, Tim. he lived upstairs. Oh. He uh-huh. let me into the house. He's like, oh, "I got to get my money." And- and he was like, I was in there in his living room with his little TV on, his TV tray. And he went behind a curtain. And I I can only say he was gone extraordinary, extraordinarily long time. And I started thinking, what's going on? What's he doing behind the curtain? I got it. That's the only time as a kid. I was like, a few times. I was like, something funny's going on. But like 10 minutes later, and? he came back with his money and gave it to me. He's like, thank you. Was thank he- you so much. Mm. No, I don't, I don't know. What, all right. Was this curtain Strange like couple. separating another room yeah, or was, was so. he standing there? Oh, but the way he told the story first, I, I thought nothing. he was like up against the window. I heard nothing. Well, I smelled hand lotion. You know, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, was, was this man, was this man famous actor Dick Van Patten? <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway, that's a terrible story, Tim. Well, I, I don't know if anything happened. I just felt uncomfortable after a while. Let's assume something. Not, not, I'm not saying you blacked it out or anything, but let's just assume you're right. It doesn't take someone 10 minutes to get their, their, clo- no. their, their, their money. You must have been a studly uh, fucking post, like a paper boy. Uh, who knows? Only, only God knows. <laughs> only Jesus knows. I, you he know, this podcast in morphed into a religious podcast <laughs> so subtly, I didn't even notice it happening. Blessed be our savior. Anyway, people run. The guy, the guy who's friends with the wheelchair guy, he just shoves him into the ground. <laughs> Throws him into the... There's, like, literally runs full tilt. Stops short. The guy is catapulted into the blob. And the police officers decided his improv will be goofy, funny police officer. 
funny police antics. <laughs> well, um, well, the cops go in there. They see the blob, which at this point is humongous, is the size of the entire bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> the, the one disposable cop shoots it a bunch of times and gets eaten. Yep. And the other guy's like, oh, that's a blob. And then you're right. He goes into some wacky shenanigans with what he does next. You're going to talk us through that part? Well, and Bobby and Lisa go up to the control room and lock themselves up there. And they're stuck. With, with Mr. Fazio. With Mr. Fazio. And Fazio's like, don't spill my beer up here. Anyway, never mind. And, he, Mr. F- <laughs> and they're like, Mr. Fazio's like, you know what I'm thinking? Threesome. <laughs> yeah. well, Whoa, let's get Mr. Fazio. He's thinking, let's get more high. <laughs> He's like, is it hot in here? Should we take our clothes off? It's like, what? <laughs> Mr. Fazio, put your pants back on. Why are you going behind that curtain, Mr. Fazio? It needs to be cold to defeat the the blob. He's like, no, it's warm in here. Yeah, um, wait. So at, at some point, oh yeah, yeah, they're stuck up there. What else? Uh, oh, they're that not spring... in the bowling alley now. They're they're in the adjacent. Oh, it's ice skating rink. Sorry, ice skating rink. They move the two things are both owned by mr fazio and are, are attached it's like uh and i guess everyone's been eaten at the bowling alley and now they get they run into the the rink which is very fortunate yes and they're hiding there and the blob's trying to get in it squeezes into vents Those. they like plug a plug into it and try to electrocute it, it doesn't work but then they drop a coke on it they drop a coke with ice coke and a smile not and pepsi. the ice makes mm-hmm. no pepsi because the pepsi would have just made a mutate <laughs> yes, pepsi yes, is garbage yes. But because it's the ice, the blob retreats. Or rather, the footage of the blob is played in reverse, so it seems to retreat. Yes. And yes. that's when they realize, oh, fucking shit, cold. with the AC. It's lucky it came to the ice skating cold. rink. Yeah. It, Unfortunately, it could have gone next door to the clown college. It came to the ice yeah, skating or rink. Or it could have gone to the oven factory. Or the volcano. All the places that would have not helped or to make it the cold. Secret, the secret location of uh, the secret <laughs> garden where all the pot is grown. Yeah, that's not secret, man. Back then, it it's was like that's every in that town. The way these people act, that that pot was everywhere. It's like everyone's lawn was pot. So unfortunately, even though they're in the control room, the spot to make the ice freeze up is not in the control room. No, oddly enough. So in what what is weirdly like an act for a moment, this pretended it was a real mo- a movie, yes. and uh, Bobby uh, has to climb out on ropes. Mm-hmm. And get to where the control is because if he flips this, he'll pretty instantaneously freeze the blob. So Mr. Fazio says. Yes. Um, Bobby is climbing on the ropes. The blob is climbing up the ropes. Those ropes were Fazio from puts the clown his, school. Yeah, go ahead. The ropes are from the clown school. Yeah, that's why he's wearing a big red rubber nose and oversized <laughs> shoes throughout this thing. Um, and meanwhile, while this is happening, the sheriff's outside and he is he realizes they have to burn it. Want to burn it all down? Because the sheriff sheriff is. Stupid. Give me a newspaper. He hates newspapers. Yeah, they've doused everything in gasoline, so he wants a newspaper, and they're like, and like, and the scouts show up; they're alive. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Bit. But they show up then. They're like, you won't believe what happened but to Mister. What's his name? He's got a name. Uh, Dick Van Patten. You won't believe what, what happened say. to Mister Dick Van Patten. He's like, never mind. I got to burn yeah. a newspaper. Which damn yeah. liberals wrote this story. What we didn't, what we forgot to mention is there is a scene where, when in the midst of all the vignettes of the blob killing people, we just pass over the destroyed campsite of the of the campers. Yes. No sign of anybody, and you're like, shit, yes, they killed like twenty kids. That's insane. But they didn't. They only killed Dick Van Patten, who is a pervert, so needed to die. Didn't say he, the blob killed him. They said you won't believe what happened. 
Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll get I would to say that. my theory, but apparently I'm stepping on your joke. <laughs> I don't think You're I stepping think my theory. I think it's I think I, I'm going to say right now I'm 100 percent. That theory is what happened. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. The clacker, the clacker theory is what happened. I'm going to watch the movie again because there's probably you see there's probably a clue. Yep. Yep. So they, so they, Bobby gets Bobby gets to the switch, yep, pulls the switch and he freezes and surprisingly good special effect to the blob freezing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to outside where the um, the sheriff is still amusingly trying to light. Yes. Just he's like, this lighter doesn't work. He gets a lighter from one of the one of the he's, Boy he's Scouts worn, who actually his, his lighter's worn out from lighting out those joints. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, were you lighting J's with this? <laughs> Were you spliffing blimps and other things with grass? <laughs> um, and it's very lucky he can't do it because as he's finally about to light this fire, Bobby comes running up and he's like, hey, man, we uh, we uh, froze the blob. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, shit. And I would like so, to say Bobby in this. I didn't say it yet. Bobby in this. He's a famous character from Star Trek. If you ever saw the original story, Charlie X. Did you? If you saw Star Trek, no. he was a character. He was a kid with powers, and if you were like rude to him, he'd make your face disappear. Oh my god! He did that to one. Why didn't he use? Why didn't he use those powers to stop <laughs> the blob? It's called acting, George. <laughs> Just wanted to say he's Wait, famous. For I wouldn't call this acting. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. So um, the sheriff rambles on at the end because he's high. He's just telling a story. Well, what? they come in, they see everything's frozen. He's like, wow, it's a sure a big blob. And the news reporters are there and they're like, hey, we know that you let's put a <laughs> hot light on this ice thing. <laughs> don't try to like establish the scene or anything. Just why don't you talk right now? And he gives this weird rambling speech about America or something. <laughs> and while he's doing this, the light makes the blob fall apart and it goes on his foot and he and like the movie ends yep. with him looking down and going like uh and that's, the, <laughs> that's end. the end and i was outraged but did you like it i loved it i really <laughs> did actually like this movie what do you think happened do you think they saved the sheriff do you think the blob got loose from that little bit and killed everybody well if you read what i read jack harris was writing on the next movie it, and this it, movie what did i say made writing like a on? dollar right now Writing he on, was yeah, writing you, you, the you, next movie. Well, let me tell <laughs> you, I've been writing on this, but uh, on this. I reckon. <laughs> but it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. I really, um, it's a mess. It is. But it's there's also some fun stuff happening in it. Like, you don't see too many improv films, and this is definitely almost entirely <laughs> an improv film. Um, yeah, it's it's people having fun. It's has nothing to do with teenagers. <laughs> they are teenage hippies. Or high school. They're, They're not. Hippies. They're definitely not. Um, I'm surprised. I am surprised there was not gratuitous nudity. Hmm. I would have thought for sure this movie would have had a couple of hippie boobies. Hmm. Maybe Jack Har- Harris like, was one of those old school producers. I don't know if he ever did. Nudie Yeah, cuties. I was wondering. I kind of almost thought like maybe this was a made for TV job, but it wasn't. No. I looked it up. Nope. Even the the naked Turkish guy running through town, <laughs> like you kind of never quite see his butt. No. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like he could be wearing just a just a speedo. It's hard to tell. Um, he tried. Yeah, it's uh it's uh, it's it's another movie adding to the ranks. Probably too good for Zeddy. No, Mimka. come on, this is not too good. <laughs> John, if you're listening, check it out. This is not too good. 
John, we'll revisit this. We'll <laughs> we'll do Beware the Son of the Blob. Um, yeah, it we, was uh, it was it was certainly entertaining. We should do like I think once I realized I couldn't take notes, I enjoyed it better. <laughs> Trying to make keep track of this was a bad yeah. idea, and just surrendering to the blob is like yes, now it works. Um, quiz time. I'll call it the Bib Co- study Q and A. Bring quiz Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it study Q and A. Bring twist. The Bib Co- I love quizzes. Answer the Bib Co- I'll call it theme song. Mm, no. So we did a wild card question. I did this at the beginning yeah, so I, we could think about it, and I totally forgot. I it. randomly what was chose it? a number. <laughs> um, shit! What the fuck was it? Who it would was be in uh, the a number Broadway I chose musical, was, right? Broadway show. Broadway musical. Yes. Wait, is it musical? Was it a musical or Broadway show? You picked number 20. Oh, just end up on Broadway. What end up on Broadway? Uh, I would say, actually, I got it. I got it. The sequel, Beware the Son of the Daughter of the Blob. (laughs) It's it's climax because the first movie, I don't know where that ends. Right. The second movie, it ends in a a bowling alley catastrophe. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, there is the scene earlier where Chester is watching the first movie. Mm -hmm. So I would say the entire cast, in a sense, ends up on Broadway because in the third movie, there is a live musical production on Broadway of Beware the Blob. Okay. And And? all the new characters that we get to know, like Mr. Hooper from Sesame Street, he (laughs) plays a part in it. And Maud, she's there. Patty Duke and all these weird people—they're all there. I mean, all these characters we get to know, and they're all watching this Broadway play. And then the blob drops down out oh. of the rafters and kills them all. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the whole cast—they retooled it. They all have a joint in their hand, like the whole time they're singing well, and dancing. I mean, that—that that part goes without saying. <laughs> but the whole thing's retooled. They're just really high, and there is no blob. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they imagine there's it. no blob. They imagine the whole thing. <laughs> They just wake up the next morning the blo- and like, who murdered all these people? <laughs> Wait, how about this? How about how about they have like they all instead of joints? It's a gateway drug. These people are using bongs. They're using bongs and they're never cleaning the bong okay. water. And like bong water gets real dank and stinky and dirty. Okay. Oh. But this bong water has not been changed since 1973. You're, you're an so this bong water becomes <laughs> hey, hey. This bong water becomes <laughs> hey, gelatinous. Hey. And that is the blob. It is actually it's a stinky semi-solid bong water that comes out and harshes your buzz when it gets in your carpet, man. That's right, two ideas. Yeah. Wow, I'm just like, God, I gotta start writing this shit down. Uh, Broadway. I think the blob would end up on Broadway. Hey, that's what I said. <laughs> no, you said they were gonna... Yeah, the blob kills everybody. You said they were gonna put a show on. Yeah, they're doing a show, but the blob kills everybody no, in the audience. No, my show is the blob. Tim- Tim stole my fucking idea. My blob is on stage at the start. He's 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 like King he's, Kong. Is he in? He's chains? in a container, and this guy's like, oh, I yes. gotta make some money because people will pay to see the blob eat people. So every time he opens the curtain, he's like, the curtain's closed, and he's feeding a, a body to the blob, and he opens the curtains, and it's, it won't eat the person. It goes shit. It's like Michigan J. Frog meets it like singing. Hello, my baby. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what would the blob sound like? Exactly like that. <laughs> and you everybody's know, you're, like, you're definitely, this blob's not eating anybody. And they all leave. And they, and they, they throw acid <laughs> in his face. You're basically, that's, that's, it's kind of a uh, little shop of horrors. 
Little blob, little blob of horrors. Then he shuts the curtains, puts a sign outside that says free beer. And everybody comes in and he's like, okay. And he puts a body into the blob, opens the curtains. Uh He won't eat the body. Why, (laughs) why, why is the blob not eating? Are these, does the blob only eat live prey? Because it sounds like he's killing these people. (laughs) It's like the cartoon, George. What's that cartoon called? (laughs) Michigan J. Frog, man. Come on. He just goes, hello, my baby. <laughs> but wait, wait. The blob won't eat bodies, but does the blob sing in front of yeah, them? That's why they leave. I, wait, oh. Because I would pause it. If I went and there was like clearly a gelatinous blob singing, yeah. I'd be impressed. All right. All right. Well, we made these up on the spot. <laughs> Give yeah. me enough, if you All right. will. All right. What's the next but question? I like yours. I like... They all do the... And we should put this play on. Beware the blob. Let's do but it. But they're all just smoking pot the whole time. Let's do that, it. And that we have angle. to smoke pot too. What, the audience? No. Or like wh- while we're directing involved. it? Like, while we're doing this, <laughs> while we're acting the audience, everyone is smoking. As we are recording this, the first legal pot shop is opening up in New York City in like a couple days. So we'll just... <laughs> that won't work. We'll just do that this. It'll not work. It'll work. <laughs> It'll be a mess. It, it can't be any worse than this movie. Actually, Wait, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I got to cut this out and not tell anybody. All right. Improv See, Beware the Blob stage show. <laughs> Can you imagine? We just throw jelly at people. Actually, that would be pretty cool. I could see like that being something on Off Off Broadway that would like run for two weeks <laughs> and get a smile in for yes. me. That would work. Yeah. Okay. Here's the questions that we know about. We knew about for a whole These week. These are the take-home ones. Yep. Who from this movie would most likely have a podcast later? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Edward Fazio. What? The man who owned the ice skating rink, who owned the bowling alley, and who had a severe drinking problem <laughs> that he wasn't even trying to hide. He just would be constantly moving entire flats, not just cases, flats of beer, mm-hmm. places to places. And his podcast would just be him traveling around to different parts of the scenic town. What you what'd you call it before? Middle Central. You were making up some shit pretending this was Mead, a high school at all, but you wasn't. Meadville, Meadville Valley. That's certainly not what you said Meadville before. Meadville Valley High. <laughs> yeah, you're just making up stuff. So he'd just go around to different parts of this town, which definitely doesn't have a high school, and he'd bring an entire case of beer. And he and his occasional guest host, pervert Dick Van Patten, would sit there and they'd talk about the happenings in this town. They'd talk about the rich tapestry of characters. Hey, Chester, he has a, a business in the Arctic where he sometimes finds dangerous gelatinous bobs and brings them back. He also camps in his yard. He's probably insane. And then there's that house full of hippies. They're all like 28. They're definitely not teenagers. And then there's that Turkish guy. He keeps looking for excuses to run around naked. It's great. It's called This American Life. <laughs> You should have made me guess. <laughs> I didn't want to, That's you, the only no. radio show you, I hear. <laughs> I was, or I would have guessed uh, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, that's what I wanted to say, actually. Really? That's the Garrison Keeler yeah. one, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, you, uh, damn it! It doesn't matter. You messed it up. You uh, messed it up. Yeah. Messed up. You could have done up. better, George. No, that was good, though. This American, this American life worked. <laughs> I want them, but if they're going to do that show, they got to visit the barbershop. That was the most uh, unexplainable. Oh, that, guy, that guy was definitely a serial killer. Yeah, there might have been a body out back, and he was just... Oh. That's, he was that's so what... abusive. I 
hated him. Glad he got eaten by a blob. So my choice for podcast. Because that scout. Young scout. Remember he said to the sheriff, you won't believe what happened to our scout leader. We never really found out yep. what happened. And here's what I think nope. happened. And this is what leads to the podcast. Bear with me. Yep. It was Scoutmaster yep. Edelman. That was his name. Oh, mm. He liked fighting hobos over whatever trinkets they had. That was a hobby of his. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hey, Dick Van Patten yes. likes to throw hands with hobos? Who Scout knew? Scoutmaster Edelman. So when, Dick Van when Patten, hobo, hobo Larry Hagman came around the campsite, Scoutmaster Edelman wanted the hobo's homemade watch, which was made out of mud, pebbles, and pig hair. He said, he said, that looked nice next to my homemade newspaper made out of driftwood and coffee grounds I got off a hobo in Colorado last year. Mm. All right. So Hobo Hagman eyed all the clankers that Edelman had taken <laughs> from Hagman. the kids and grunted that he would like to have those shiny balls and put some mustard on them. Thus. From, from their little hot dogs. Yes. Their little hot dogs. <laughs> the Scoutmaster Edelman fought the hobo over who would win all these trinkets. And sadly, Edelman lost. Scoutmaster Edelman lost a finger to the hobo who bit it off. And, and then uh-huh. the uh, hobo Larry Hagman went in for the kill and tried to put sand down his pants. But the Scoutmaster was able to hide in a cave where he became stuck. I didn't realize that was... Uh, he was stuck in the cave. Sand in the pants is a fatality. Well, he was just stuck there. The hobo took the clankers and went to hang out with Burgess, Burgess Meredith. And the Scouts wanted the sheriff to help get the Scoutmaster out of the, this hole he hid in. But in all the excitement about the frozen blob, nobody went back to check on him until a few days later. And when they got to the cave, he was never to be seen again. He was missing, gone. Thus, nice. the kid grew up and now has a podcast about the pain of losing a beloved scoutmaster. But nobody calls in or writes into his show because nobody has experienced losing a beloved scoutmaster that they cared about. Uh, there's only one strange loner that calls in every week by the name of Mr. Cablasto. He always Uh-oh. talks about how he, he wanted to join the scouts, but he wasn't allowed to because he was a Protestant and the scouts met in the Catholic Church, so his parents wouldn't let him go. So really, the podcast is mostly about Mr. Cablasto calling in and crying each week. <laughs> it's a <laughs> they, lot of injuries here. They do talk about scout badges and how he was the last Boy Scout to see the Scoutmaster alive in the, in the moonrise that night before he moved to Beverly Hills to be a scout. Wait, who, the Scoutmaster or the kid? Oh, this kid. This kid has grown up and has his podcast. He talks about okay. how he was the last, he was the last Boy Scout alive in the moonrise that night before yeah. he moved to Beverly Hills right. to be a scout. Thus, the podcast is called. Moonrise. Yeah. <laughs> it went off the rails. It's What's gonna, this called? It's going to suck. Huh? This is going to suck. <laughs> What's it called? Seti Bimko. Ah, <laughs> uh, the last Boy Scout. Wait, I had, really? Because you you literally said the last Boy Scout. Like, he's not going to make it the last Boy Scout. Tim. Or Troop Beverly Hills or Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everything it, with the kids, with the, like a scout you could think of. All right. I could have done better. I could have right, done better, Tim. I will say this. In all seriousness, <laughs> I am pretty sure... You're almost correct in that what happened to Dick Van Patten, noted pervert, <laughs> was that Larry Hagman and Burgess Meredith and Del Close killed yes. him. And I think if we watch that scene set in the chicken coop closely, you will probably see a clue beside beyond the clackers. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They hinted at it. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I didn't get it until just now. I mean, I think your podcast idea is... Uh, it's maybe less canon, but they probably didn't know what podcasts were in 1972, but 
All right, what's the last? What's the next question? We'd have a spinoff TV show. Oh, the spinoff TV show I'm going to pitch is the one with the adorable kitten in the beginning. Really? Now, bear with me. The kitten seems like it was not a major player of the show, but that kitten, uncontested, held the screen for like the first five minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. So far as we knew, this kitten was the only main character. It had a theme song. And during that time, had a theme song that involved people screaming, <laughs> as all cat songs should. And during that time, we, the viewer, we had a chance to, we, we looked at this cat. This cat had star power. Fell in love. And we look at, we're, we're like, what did this cat, yeah, we fell in love. <laughs> we're like, this cat, what's this cat's inner life? What is this cat going to do? Is this cat going to save the day? Is this cat going to be the blob? Now, as we know, the cat is dragged off by the blob. But what we don't know is the cat uses some tricky cat ninja stuff to escape the blob, mm-hmm. moves off to New Orleans where he joins a jazz band. And that is the spin-off show. But he lost one leg, it's didn't he? It's called Cat. No. Okay. You don't want me to guess the name of the show? <laughs> what is it? Catney and Lacey? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, it's good, though. I was going to say Cat in the Hot Tin Roof. Okay. <laughs> what does he play? I'm sorry. I, like... I stepped on your joke. Uh, he's in a jazz band. But what's, That's what you do what's when you he go... play or she play? Bongos. Okay. It's a really shitty jazz <laughs> band. With one paw. He lost a paw. With one... yes, on. He lost he... a paw. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got the yes, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, lost a paw. But here's the fun part, Tim. What you didn't realize because of the way the cameras were shot. This was a weird spider cat. <laughs> had fucking eight legs, so it still had seven. <laughs> seven legs. It's a goddamn freak of nature. Okay. I guess I got a yes and you. That means he could play two bongos. Come on. He could play four bongos. <laughs> Holds it like with its legs. Rapid bo- It's just insane. Yeah, that cat. That cat was very talented. But... Also, that cat's dead now because that was the 1970s. <laughs> no. Don't yeah, make me sad. Dead. That's very sad. But it would only... Everyone in, this, only, everyone in this movie's dead. He would only play bongos when the curtains were closed. When they opened the curtain, curtains, <laughs> he would fall on the floor and pretend to be dead. Yeah, but <laughs> weirdly, he would eat a human body in front of you. So he was at least better than the blob yes. that way. Um, yeah. Tim, important question. Is Shirley Feeney dead? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're dead. They, they, they had no way out of that. I, I assume they no, could no. run the other way, but I don't know. In real life. Oh, in real life. No, I don't think so. Nope, she's still alive. She is the only person involved in making this movie. She, she was in uh, the she was in uh, the Patty Duke special. She played the villain. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, John. If you're listening, you weren't here for Larry Hagman and and uh, Patty Duke star Shirley. This really is what's her John name? should have been here for this episode. Yeah. Uh, well, the character's name is Shirley. Sure, Feeney. Yeah. Uh, I think her name is Cindy. Williams. Yeah, Cindy Williams. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Wow. Look at me. Look at me <laughs> schooling you on 70s TVs. Oh, Finally, gosh. I know something. I, watched the, I, I watched that a little bit, but not much. Who would have a spin-off TV show? Oh, you did yours. Yep. Now mine. Commit to character. It's hard to commit to character because you're not like feigning death like John does when I read this. And I'm like, don't laugh. John's pretending to die. <laughs> oh, he's pretending? Because <laughs> my stories are so long. <laughs> yeah. So... I think Edward, Edward Fuzzle, Fuzzy, what's his name? Fazio. Fazio, manager of the bowling alley. And Bobby, his arch enemy, they have a spin-off TV show. It's a show Ooh, is it called? where they keep running to each other all the time. So, Ooh. you know, Bobby knocks, over his Ed- Bobby knocks over Edward's beer or makes him drop his beer or in some cases makes him vomit up his beer. And through some oh. contrived reason, Bobby has to get a job uh-huh. at the bowling alley on the weekends when he's not in high school. After all... The blob, (laughs) (laughs) 
the, oh, how dare the blob you? killed. There's no high school. The blob killed all the bowling alley workers. And it's hard to find That's someone true. who majored in bowling alley sciences, especially in a town where mm-hmm. everyone is high all the time. And dead. And dead. Like, as you pointed out, yeah, or dead. So Edward is his boss, and Bobby is a kid with so many friends. He has, like, eight friends, and eight is enough when it comes to friends. They always come over and got oh. high. I mean, more high than usual with Bobby. And that wacky Russian uh-huh. guy would always come by and drink beers at the bar and make wisecracks with that man in the wheelchair who everyone calls Mr. Legs. They're very cruel. Mr. Legs, Mr. Legs' catchphrase was, hey, I just flew in from Chicago, and boy, are my arms tired. But the landing sucked because was... I'm paralyzed, and I really ate some dirt when I landed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. They'd all laugh. The audience would laugh. <laughs> I thought it would have been, hey, I'm walking here, but yeah. Sometimes he'd say that. Season two. Okay. That's New York episodes. I wrote too much. Edward was a neat freak, and Bobby was very messy. In fact, Bobby never pooped in the toilet. Just one foot to the side of the side of the toilet, and Edward would always say, "Bobby's high again," and the audience would laugh. And Bobby lost his girl Lisa. Well, sorry, Bobby lost his girl Lisa and was always living Uh single, just like Edward. Edward was single because his house smelled like he had spilled beer all over the carpet, which he had. Also, Bobby kept shitting outside the yes. toilet. <laughs> they were ill-fitted to each other. A real odd pair. They just had to make a living, though. They changed the name of the bowling alley to Everybody Loves Bowling. One lane in the alley was called Firefly due to the fact that the sheriff set it, set oh, it on fire this. one night while he was detoxing. Oh my <laughs> What's gosh. this show called, George? Uh, the Simpsons. <laughs> the only show you didn't fucking mention. It's called... <laughs> Fire walk with me. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> anyway. So when you were clearly talking about the odd couple and you had the weird detail about him shooting outside the toilet, <laughs> is that an actual detail from the odd couple? Of course. You, Felix don't, doesn't shit in the toilet? That's, that's, that's the whole premise of the odd couple. You never saw an episode. Oscar would poop in the toilet. Felix would not, not uh-huh. poop in the toilet. And they were like always at odds about that. Where would he? Where would why Felix do you think just Felix? Why, why do you think Felix's wife kicked him out? Um, <laughs> probably because he stole money from that guest of yours at one time. <laughs> stole a oh, brownie. That's right. She found Didn't out. Didn't pay for that brownie. Yeah, it's Theo Peck, right? Yep. Shout out to former guest Theo, Theo Peck. Peck. Back when you had shop guests. At, shop at Peck's. Get a muffin. Get, Get a, a sandwich. Don't and watch out for those birds. They, the they steal the, the dog treats. That's also a problem. <laughs> All right. You've seen The Odd Couple. Right. I have, but I, I don't have great knowledge. Like, it it would surprise me if that was actually an aspect of it, that like he wouldn't shit in the bathroom. But I'm also like, one, I guess he's ain't retentive. That could be a one joke. One episode, Oscar pooped in the bathtub, and it was uh, everything was all mixed up. Messed up. Messed You're up. kidding, right? No, they didn't do that back then. Why am I even asking? Um, my one clear memory of The Odd Couple is I was homesick from school, and I was watching it because there was nothing else mm-hmm. on. And like it was like a court case or something. And Felix. That's assume. The, assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know this one. You make an ass of you or me. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that little bone right. malt. And I was like, that's very funny. <laughs> the audience loved it. Did people like freak out? Like just was it like when like that famous movie like of just like the steam train back in the silent era and like people would run it? It was like people <laughs> laughed and fled the theater. Like, Did you call me an ass? And like they were like ripping up their seats in their house and like 
that's why Tony Randall had to like join the witness protection <laughs> agency, yes. right? Because it's like I assumed. I don't think I'm an ass. <laughs> God, <laughs> the amazing history <laughs> of the fucking odd couple. Oh, if you want to write us, email uh, uh, yeah. email Seti Bimco with an e at gmail dot com. It's it's uh, me and George, and sometimes me and John. John will be back. I think two weeks. Uh, you can listen to Seti Bimco anywhere: YouTube, Apple, or on Instagram. Seti underscore Bimco. I better find out my Mastodon name because I'm off Twitter. I don't know. Every day there's some new Twitter thing happening. Yeah, Twitter's bad. Don't be on Twitter, people. Twitter's bad. And uh, I, I think you're you're here one more week. So did you have a movie ready? I certainly did, Tim. And in a way. You helped me decide what this movie is going to be. It's about teenagers. By refusing to read my not, my letter for so long, we are going to revisit the 1987 live-action movie, Masters of the Universe. Love that movie. All about He-Man and his land, He-Man. He-Man. Land. I hope there's a Skeletrain <laughs> in it. I hope they could, they could afford it. Oh, man, I don't think so, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, it's, teenagers it's, everywhere. Teenage- this movie, okay, hope so. Has actual teenagers. Have they been in anything so, else? Nah. Okay. I think one guy was in Star Trek. The girl might have been in something. I don't know, but probably nothing of note. Is Hitler in this movie? No, definitely okay. not. <laughs> Monster. Well, I'll talk to you next week. All right, Bye-bye. talk to you then. Bye bye. All right. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Wait. Yeah, I got this great movie about teenagers that we should watch next. I actually just thought of one. It's called... Um, I'll, edit out, Cocoon. I'll edit out the time. It's called... Co- it's called what? It's called Cocoon. <laughs> Cocoon. <laughs> or how about On Golden Pond? How about that? Let's watch that. <laughs> Are there teenagers in it? No. There, I bet you there is. We can figure it out. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Uh, yeah, I don't actually. I can't think of one offhand, Tim. So I'll, I'll send it to you in the next. If you want, I'll, I'll record me saying it so you can add it on to this episode. All right. You can pick one now. All right. I don't know one. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's the end of the show. George. <laughs> George is out of control. That was a movie. That was a movie about being that was the high blob. all the yeah, time. The blob. All right. I will talk to you next week. I will talk right. to you next week. I sounded drunk when I said I will. I will talk to you next week. I'll talk to you yes. next week. People don't do that anymore. That was the 50s. What was that in the 50s? People that you were drunk. If, that if was you because every, every, that's because everybody drank just a gin straight from the bottle. They chug it. That makes you hiccup? Yeah, man. It's all that juniper. That's what they drank in the 50s? Yeah. You're just making gin, that gin up. Gin and tonics. Nah, I knew all about the 50s. I tried to tell you about the odd couple and then you make up stories. All right. Okay, George, bye. All right, fine, bye. Bye.